Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. This is the first episode of 2021. It is January 7th. Uh, Andrew with you today. Um, I am very excited here to have Angie Chua from Bobo Design Studio joining us from San Jose, California, from what looks to be uh, an Airstream here. And that's obviously a big part of the story that we're going to tell today, how Angie and her Airstream and um, her entire uh, sort of business at Bobo Design Studio is, is this lifestyle brand. And Angie, welcome and thank you. OMG, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, this is great. Um, we've been big fans from from the social perspective on Instagram and, and you know, the engagement. That's kind of where this came to be. And, um, uh, you know, I just I enjoy uh, what you've been up to. And I want to learn more about it and share that with our crew here. That's that's always listening. Um, so, you know, you're inside the airstream. Let's just start where you're at. Like what's what's going on there? So I live in a tin can. It's about 200 square feet of of hallway encapsulated in aluminum, but I live in a 1975 restored Airstream Overlander, and this is my home. My husband and myself and my two wiener dogs, we live in here, and uh, we try and work out of here when we can. It's a little bit tough, but uh, I have a studio as well that I work out of, but this is our, our little home on wheels. Nice. Um does does the airstream have a name? Everyone seems to have a name for their airstream. Yes. So Mavis is the name of the airstream. It was actually built by another couple out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and they were looking to sell at the time we were looking to buy. And I didn't think, you know, they they had quite a social presence. And when they put it up for sale, I was like, we're never going to get it. Celebrities were commenting on the thread like, oh, we're interested. And uh she she picked us and we were really excited and now it's been our home we've been living uh the airstream life for going on three years this year um and especially in the last year 2020 in the pandemic kind of maybe you know perfectly positioned you'd already had a little bit of like a lot of people went right to that life it seemed like in the spring and summer whereas you already had a few years under your belt and um that's great right to have that experience and and be able to in, especially in this economy. Um, and, you know, you started this brand, Bobo Design Studios, when exactly again? Oh, jeezy crazy. Probably, I mean, when I first started, it was a very different business, but I started it in probably like 2010. Hmm. Um, what was different I, about it than now? Uh, I created uh, handcrafted like bags and purses. Hmm. Was not a seamstress by any means, but I was really good at making this one thing and I could replicate it a billion times. But, um, I had an opportunity to have a brick and mortar store as part of this like retail incubator here in downtown San Jose. And having that store made me realize that the business that I had was not scalable. Um, I've also been an artist my whole life. I always joke that I'm a fake artist. And so I call myself a fartist, <laughs> trademarking, trying to trademark that. But um, farting around, yeah. farting, just farting around just all day. Around it's, all day long. it's just my life, you know, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I had this, you know, kind of growing like, 
artist uh, service-based business. And then I had this product-based business that, and there just was no overlap. And I realized very quickly that I kind of wanted to rethink my business strategy. And so I moved into stationery and, you know, stickers was kind of the, the thing that allowed me to d- realize like, okay, this is the one thing that I can pump a lot of hmm. out. Uh, it's cost-effective, it's scalable everybody loves stickers. And from there, I'm like, how can I do more of this? And so stationary was sort of like the next organic step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it weren't for you guys, I probably wouldn't even have the business I have now. So maybe I got to give props to y'all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Um, because sometimes like you've got the passport and the sticker, so it's kind of like a combo thing. And then you've got, you know, washi tape and prints and then badges, gifts, pencils, utensils. There's like a kind of, you know, pretty wide range within that sort of stationary world, which we've had a few, uh, We've, it's a huge segment for us, actually. You're probably the, maybe the third or fourth guest in four years. You know, we probably like average, um, you know, a lot on that segment. And I enjoy writing about it because I do like journals. I'm a you know tried and true sort of moleskin, basic person, Tombow pen, and then whatever you know whatever I can get out of you know. Half the time, it's like a sticker giant pen. You know what I mean? But I do like. I think there's a an audience of people who really want. Um, to personalize, like I see you sell the Tombos, like I love Tombow, you know, oh, products. Best. They're, yeah. they're like, especially when you can, when you're just like crushing through sheaths of paper, like a, a, a something where it doesn't bleed too much and you can just like, you're drawing and sketching and noting and I don't know, it's a lot of fun, you know? And yeah, it's there, there's a lot of products out there. Tombow's one of them where it doesn't matter like where you are in your skill set level. If you're like, I just want a really solid writing utensil versus mm-hmm. I am like a professional artist. Gen- like you can, the same pen is, is amazing. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of those, but um, yeah, I'm also a huge fan of journals. I actually have ADHD, which is um, I think, you know, kind of like the double-edged sword as a creative entrepreneur. But um, I was, there was a period where I'm like, I'm going to bullet journal because that's what people with ADHD do. I'm going to get organized. And all I did was collect journals. And then Mm -hmm. I never wrote in them because I never had the discipline. (laughs) I have a similar sort of, I similarly have a lot of journals and also attention is hard, especially in a digital world and, and, and keeping it all together. I, I honestly like that as a, I'll admit it. Yeah. It's mine. I, I'm always working on that and it's, it is difficult. And, you know, so, um, you know, you decide then to change up what you're doing. Um, and then you've productized some things, right? Like you said, Mm -hmm. you did, what, um, what have you brought in with this like passport program? Cause again, I, I, I think the travel journal concept, and again, we have, that's like the sticker sheets, which is obviously a lot of fun, right? From, from my perspective, I, they're one of my favorite products. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, what, um, what, how do you, have you started developing products? Does it sound like you have a little bit of understanding then, you know, if you went through an incubator, like there's quite a bit of, um, thinking around how you create things to, to, to sell, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think most artists fall into the trap of being business owners. And I can almost say with complete confidence that most people who are independent artists that are now business owners kind of get into the industry this way. They have a skill or a talent. They make this thing, they give it away as a gift for Christmas. And someone's like, this is awesome. You should sell it. And they're like, okay. And then they sell it and they're like, oh, I guess I have a business now. I've opened an FC store. I guess I have a business now. Um, But really what they have is until they really think about it from a full manufactured production kind of approach, what they really have is a hobby, right? And so for me early on to switch from, you know, I like making stuff and I want to sell it 
to like, I actually need to have a plan. I need to have a strategy. I need to build a niche. I need to know what my brand is about. Like that was a huge shift for me. And so once I kind of got in that mindset and I really understood, you know, who am I trying to reach? What, what do I want them to get out of it? What is the goal of my brand? Um, that kind of sort of worked itself out in terms of what do I create? What is the cadence that I created at? And how do I, you know, kind of build a production schedule? And for me, you know, when I had my handcrafted business, as far as making bags, it was, there was no goal. It was just to, I'm going to make pretty stuff. And when I started to switch into the stationary world, which is a very um, competitive, very saturated market, like how do you even break into that? And so I just knew that travel was so important to me. Um, I found that there was a lack of really good uh, travel inspired stationery um, as an avid traveler myself. And like I said, I have ADHD. I would spend an exorbitant amount of my disposable income on travel and new experiences. And then I would come home and a friend would be like, oh my God, what did you do? And I'd be like, I can't even remember because I'm so depressed that I'm back at work. And it's like, I can't believe I just spent $4,000 to not remember what I was doing. And so a lot of kind of my personal uh, struggles and my, my personal passions like travel really influenced, you know, kind of the product collections that I create now. And that's sort of where the passport came from is I couldn't find a journal that was designed to document travel. It was either a blank notebook, which is like too much creative freedom, or it was like a Q and a like kitschy book you'd get from like urban outfitters. And I'm like, none of these questions are relevant for me. So I wanted to create something that was flexible, that allowed for some structure, allowed for a little bit of creativity. Um, and when I started doing that for myself, I realized that so many other people wanted a version of it. And that's kind of where the passport came from. And the stickers are such an excellent adjunct to that because who doesn't love stickers and uh, it alleviates some of the creative block that maybe some folks who are less artistically inclined, they can kind of attach themselves to that. And I think there's a nostalgia that comes with, with buying something like a sticker. Cause it kind of, it evokes certain feelings and, you know, that's what having a small business is all about is trying to, you know, get people to have some sort of connection with what you create and stickers are a really good low barrier way to get people invested in your brand. So once and that's a great, you know, leads me to my next question. Once you've built this, this community, this brand, right? The Bobo design studio. And then you know, on, on your site, you've got the Bobo posse, right? Yeah. And then you have a very active. And again, I started talking how we, you know, connected on Instagram, but um, you know, that's probably your largest platform. And, and it, it seems like pretty engaged, Right. Like, and, and so how have you been maintaining and curating and growing that community um, all across, you know, whatever channels you're trying to really leverage? I mean, what's been the best for you so far? Oh, geez, that's a really good question. And, I, you know, you, if you asked me this a year ago, I would have probably had a different answer. Um, nice. I, of course, invest a lot into Instagram because that's that's the the lowest barrier to entry. Everybody has an Instagram. It doesn't matter if you're active on it, but you know, you probably as a voyeur or as a viewer are active on it. So that that's the easiest way to reach people. But as my audience grew, I actually found that I got to know them less, and I, I long for. I only had 2000 followers, which seems counter to like wanting to grow a business. But for me, I think it's less about, it's less about walking into a department store and it's more about walking into a really curated boutique where, you know, every person that's coming in and you know that you're creating things that they're going to enjoy. 
it's less of a sale, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with social media in that regards, which I know that everybody has. And especially once you layer in kind of, you know, politics and current, current events, it's, it makes it's the space possible being in the news cycle and, <laughs> really and, and, and trying to figure out how to navigate it. And, you know, for, for folks who are listening to this in the near future, you know, we, we've had quite a, um, long few few months and then the last year, but then of course just in our very last 24 hours, you know, there's been quite a lot going on on the national scale. And and if you're listening to this far later, you'll know you'll know how it all plays out. We're still trying to see what happens, exactly. of course, yeah. right? Like as a medium sized business with a little over 100 employees, and then y- yourself as a Airstream Living brand, you know, that is a lifestyle business um, that. Um, also does other stuff. I mean, you do you do more than that, right? I mean, Angie, you're not just, you know, sticker sheets. What what else is you know, what else do you feel like you know you're trying to to develop these days? You know, I I think the the journals is and the passports are like the core um, driving product. That's like my my flagship product. But like any independent artist, I'm also trying to diversify my income as in as many ways as possible and. Um, you know, Patreon is a really great way for me to do that. And it's also kind of a bridge from getting off of social media a little bit. So I have a Patreon where I'm able to test and create new product, um, develop content strategies with them and, and, you know, tutorials and all the other things that, you know, people do on Patreon. But as far as like physical product, it's, it's the stickers and the journals just do so well. And it's a matter of like, how do I keep creating content, um, that excites them, that wants them to keep coming back. And I think the best thing that I've done for my business is create that niche yeah. um, so that, you know, I think there it's counter that if you go more narrow with your audience, that it makes it harder to find people. But actually what I've done is created a really hardcore community. That's like, I want the next thing that you create because I'm, I'm super into what it is that your brand stands for now. So yeah, the sky's that- the limit, but it, it's going to stay kind of within that realm of stationary. Oh no, that makes sense for that. Like from the from the like commodity side, I, I don't, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the Patreon because I was on there, you know, looking around and and I'd, I haven't actually done a ton of you know interviews with folks who are leveraging that as, as a tool, a couple, but it wasn't like a big focus of the conversation. Um, how is that platform for you? I mean, you've got these sort of three tiers of backpacker, glamper, air streamer. It's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I'm still in the backpacker level, although we are we haven't you know just my family and I are looking for a little pop-up just to get started. You know, um, we do like to travel, both my wife and I, um, love to travel. We both worked in the, in the editorial side of that, you know? So I like, I, I just think, um, it's a fun space, you know, it's obviously been massively impacted, but, um, I like a good adventure. I mean, we have three little kids, so it's hard to get them out, but like, how do you like, so again, like I'm not, I'm wondering like, what does it look like for me if I'm, obviously I have a little bit of wanderlust myself. If I were to sign up for one of those, like what, what, um, you know, you have a podcast. So like, what, what does that look like for me as a, as a listener? Right. It's just me talking to myself for 30 minutes, wondering how much time has passed and what have I said in the last (laughs) 30 minutes? (laughs) Oh God, like, that's awesome. it's that's so, awesome. it's just a hot mess, but people, I think, uh, but how do, so I guess one thing I'm trying to work on and, you know, we're on the couch here, I guess, but like what, what we're trying to work on on our show is that engagement and getting to the feedback from people. Right. I think that's like a really challenging thing when you're talking about producing content and you obviously produce a lot. You of course have the store, which helps kind of, you know, keep clicks coming and, and you're, do, do you do all the fulfillment yourself? Oh God. Yes. I'm, I, 
I'm a person, a team of one. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's really difficult and a, a whole nother conversation in a way. <laughs> um, I'm a content person myself, so I'm always very fascinated how, you know, it's a grind, right? But it can be very enjoyable if you, if you are producing the things you even like to consume, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like what I was wondering about with pa- Patreon. Like, how, how does that look like from a revenue stream for you? You know, I went into it thinking like, I'll be happy if like four people sign up and I don't know two of them. Like that's a win for me. <laughs> like if two of them are not people I know or are friends, like I'm happy. Like I'll talk to four people all damn day. But, um, and of course, you know, once I got them, I'm like, if they stay for one month or two months, that's a win. Um, I started it in May or June and it was a result of the pandemic. My whole yeah. sales dropped. I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen with retail. We were in the right. middle of Black Lives Matter. I was not in a place where I could just be posting to Instagram to a room full of strangers. Like, let's do all this fun stuff. It just, no. everything felt tone deaf. Oh, it was really hard. It was really, really <laughs> it hard. It was really, really And hard. it was brutally hard. But what Patreon did was it gave me a safe, spl- a safe space with people that were really loyal, that knew how I felt, knew where I was and, coming from. Um, and still wanted to see stuff from me knowing that underneath the business part, there was a human being. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was such a cool experience because that first month I got like 50 people to sign up at different levels, at different levels, perhaps. I would say like more than 60% are at the the 20, the highest tier, which is like mind boggling to me. I'm like, you could literally buy Chipotle instead you're spending money with me on something that you don't know what you're going to get. And so it it was, it was awesome. And I'm now over a hundred followers or uh, patrons. Yeah. yeah, And I've only lost maybe two over the course of the last few months. So it's been um, like a little bridge. I mean, like it's, or it's, 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 it's planks in the bridge. I mean, you had to get between there and now, I mean, the last nine months has been so chaotic, frankly, with, and also it was chaos at first. And then it kind of like got into this level, but then the summer and then the election and, you know, we, yeah, (laughs) the roller coaster was wild. So that's really cool to hear. Cause like I said, I, I've, of course, looked at stuff and people, you know, promoted quite a bit, but Patreon seemed like, you know, um, an interesting platform. And, and I, you know, it's cool to say that, you know, um, you're able to curate that. It's a way to almost like, like verify your audience because they're willing oh, yeah. to pay like that as opposed to Instagram. You're like, I don't know, here we go again with another <laughs> one of these little out of focus, walking down the road, whatever, plate of food at the diner, you know, like, okay. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, Instagram okay. all day long. Uh, and it's exhausting, frankly. Yeah. Um, I did notice that uh, you also, though, out of that, you, you know, we were saying how Black Lives Matter was difficult and there's hard ways to, to, to figure out where to insert the conversation or try to uh, make it natural and organic. You did, you've got this United Colors of Bobo collection and, and trying to talk about diversity in the outdoors because, frankly, as someone who worked in the outdoor industry, it's a very homogenous industry. Oh, we have a long way to go. And I I felt as a woman of color, I felt a little ashamed that I even as myself did not recognize. Mm. I mean, I've always known it was a very homogenous community, like you said, but I never actually like consciously thought about like, what is what is my voice in that role? Especially I have a a travel niche, Mm -hmm. wanderlust inspired brand. Mm -hmm. And so I felt a little embarrassed that it took me something like so tragic and um, so I don't think impactful. you're alone in that, right? I don't think I yeah. don't. Th- I think we're uh, many of many of us. When I say us, I don't. 
we all have different backgrounds and where we come from. But when I, even when I was in editorial, you know, eight, ten, what even longer years ago, those conversations were being had, but very little could have been done uh, in the in the way that it has most recently in the last few years, and that's not okay. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like that about where we are, right? Yeah. But this this has been cool. I, have you found um, engagement from from these products on there? Yeah. So those particular products, I try and create a new item for my United Colors of Bobo every month and mm. um, proceeds of that go to Color of Change. So okay. um, so that whole collection is just dedicated to promoting diversity, um, talking about, you know, people of color and their perspectives with um, either socially or in the travel space. So that's um, kind of like an ongoing project that I'm dedicating myself to. That's fantastic. Yeah, Thanks. there you go. Yeah. Color of Um it it's hard, right, to figure out where to to put your uh, yourself out there like that. And these products are actually very cool. And um, it's you know, you know, I don't like to think of it, you know, as hard per se because it's the right thing to do. At least for me, I feel like it's the right thing to do. What's hard is navigating the voices that disagree with you and like where do you yeah. make space? Where do you make space for that? And where do you draw the line? Um, but I feel like what it's done is it's really um, got the people that my hardcore Bobo posse and yeah. and followers, they've just rooted for me even harder. And it's it's actually built a stronger community. So, well, I guess what I was thinking hard is like you're doing it every month. Like that's a, a commitment. Oh, that. And oh, like, God, yeah. and I guess the commitment <laughs> to creativity and like also when you put yourself out there, that's that's also the thing of like the give and take. Like some people might not like it. And, and I think you hit it on a good point where it's like there's also a very slippery slope where people might they're not your people right and, yeah. and you are very like negotiating that conversation is hard and and i just I, I also really i think promoting diversity in the outdoors this 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 belongs to us sticker is really beautiful with these oh, uh six you. you know female characters in the city and the mountain it's i don't know i love typography so even that big print is just Cool. So, you know, uh, folks, yeah. for those who like typography and um, and just in general, uh, there's I think the United Colors of Bobo might be my favorite thing on the site, even though there's oh, quite a lot to to, to, to go at. Right. Like I like the California. I remember the California sticker when it first came out. I was like, OK, these because <laughs> I, I, I love the state of California. I, I that was my region when I used to edit um, hikes for Backpacker magazine. So, like, I have a huge connection. Uh, to just that geography, so that one, and then of course the Optimist sticker I think is actually on this laptop. I think it's on. Is there. it? Yeah, I, awesome. honestly, I'm gonna have to put the camera down, folks, if you're watching the video later. Which is, but like, hold on, let's verify. Let's verify. Yeah, totally. It's on this laptop. So I um, dig it. I dig it. That's so. Uh, uh, oh, and then the let that shit go sticker. You had so many fun. I, I, I recall when a lot of these were coming through the shop back in the day. Um, so. Uh, you know, Angie, uh, like you said, you're, you've got the stationary thing. You've got, of course, your own. That's just pure, like, creative tools for people. But then you have your own branded stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the Patreon has is, is become a thing for you during this this pandemic. Um, you know, you do some commission work, too. I mean, is that are you able to really do this sort of large space live event? I mean, live events, obviously not right now. But that seems like we'll, we'll get back to some sort of f f something. Yeah. Right. What does that look like? Because I actually interviewed a year ago, actually, it's kind of ironic, a mural artist, and again, a guy named Kipto in L.A., who does some very cool, far-out stuff. And, um, you know, 
the murals are such a different medium. I mean, you got the sticker, which is this little portable billboard, and then you got the actual billboard. Yep. Goes yep. nowhere. Because no, it's, People yeah, come to you it. Have, you have one shot to make it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you kind of talk about, like, how do I, like, creatively, like, you know, pump stuff out? And I right. feel like that's probably the only one benefit of having ADHD is um, I... I can get hyper-focused and like get on this creative run. But also I, I know that I have like this brand that I need to stay loyal to, but like having, I get bored. I want to do other stuff, but I can't just do whatever I want all the time. Like I, I have an audience that I got to cater to. So the other lines of work doing either commissions, which I don't take right now, but um, like the mural work, working with other brands, doing licensed work is like a really good creative outlet for me. Mm. That kind of takes me out of like this like travel focus all the time um and it gets allows me to experiment with different mediums different styles things that i maybe wouldn't be able to do for my business so i love it Mm. but uh murals is a a new thing for me this year i did a few this year i did a hand woven mural which was pretty cool two years ago so i did some lettering and then we had a huge like 20 foot by i don't know like 40 foot wall and i had to like weave it with paracord so that was pretty dope but um (laughs) my poor hands they were they're never the same they're like little claw hands now but uh yeah it's 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 pretty cool i love i love doing the murals there's nothing like seeing your photo on the internet with someone else who doesn't know who you are who who doesn't know that the person who made it is watching and they're like this is so cool or i really appreciate seeing this in my city and i'm like oh i did that that's so rad so wow um i really quick question back to the products thing though i i was looking at this i meant to ask you before um how did the quarantine journal go over <laughs> it's go well it was a limited item and okay. it's it really picked up kind of after like thanksgiving oh but, really uh, yeah I, I don't i think people were just looking for gifts and yeah, then yeah. realized like oh i could use this for myself but um so, so i have wild. this thing where like especially with the news cycle, it's so hard to remember like what happened yesterday, let Every alone like been a year this, ev- in the last right. 12 months or so. But I wanted a place that I could remember some of like the funnier stuff. And we as human beings have like overcome so much. Like I never thought I could be capable of doing the things that I ended up doing as a result of this survival mode that we're all in. You know, I feel bad for parents who were like, I guess I'm a principal and a teacher now and an executive at my job. And we, we were all having to overcome like really crazy stuff. And people I think were so consumed with the negativity and the despair in the news that they kind of forgot to like keep tabs and keep stock of like the, the good things. And so oh, I, I wanted to create a, a place for people to do that. And you just going back and looking through, like just some of the stuff is so funny. Like, you know, we talk about, oh, there was a shortage of toilet paper. But for me, one of the funniest moments was that I remember walking into a store, there was no food on the shelves except for like the aisle that had weird vegan canned food. Mm. <laughs> <was> like, this <laughs> is... <laughs> so like, it's stuff like that, that I want to remember. And, right. um, you know, I feel like other people feel that way too. And so the quarantine journal is, has been a, a cool little product. And I think people will have a time capsule of, of the stuff that's gone down. And then you've got the BTS army. <laughs> that one too. And and as a, I'm a live music fan, so I, I I appreciate just any music and I don't listen to 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 um I am not a BTS stan, but like I I, uh, I think that's a really 
I don't know. It's a fun, another like little spinoff. Like you could spin off all kinds of little things from that. And, and that's once you, especially you say you're doing a creative process in a way like monthly or whatever, whatever your, you know, overall project schedule looks like. I mean, there's kind of no end in sight to how you can spin these off. Right? Oh yeah. I have like um, a national parks passport in the works. Um, nice. I've got, um, yeah, like hiking trails. I was going to do one for each state and, you know, make those digital. So there's uh, this idea of, um, event-based or mm. geographically based. Yeah. Like um, concerts, festivals, exactly. you know, like well, that's what the festival. BTS one is. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Like a, f- well, I don't know anything about them. Tell me yeah. more. Tell, I don't know how that works. What does that yeah. look like to be a BTS fan? So I'm actually not a huge BTS fan, <laughs> but my, the two gals that I share a studio with, they are also stationary artists, but uh-huh. they are huge BTS fans. And just before the pandemic, they had organized with um, kind of the local maker network here in San Jose to host a BTS uh, themed craft show. So mm-hmm. all these people were making, you know, BTS themed products. And so that that's what I created to be a part of um, the show. And then it ended up not happening, which is why I'm selling them on the site. But yeah, it's just this idea of these, you know, you know, like, like fish fans, for example. I'm a huge like, fish fan as our yeah. people will listen. And I actually interviewed Jim Pollock, their artist. <laughs> oh, really? So like, yeah, like, cause he's buy stickers from us. So I was like, oh, a dream come true. Like right now we're talking about national parks and hiking trails. Yeah. That's my junk. But then also like Jim, Jim Pollock was in a life list interview to just talk to a creator who his work has influenced me for 25 years. You know, I, I'm, so anyway, I understand fandom. That's actually, yeah. like, as an, I, that's what I studied as a graduate student. So fandoms are very interesting. So to see you like productize that, that makes my head, I'm like, you could do it. I, was, I mean, I'm a huge deadhead too, as our listeners know. Um, it's just one of those things where these, these niches within your larger niche, your niche is, you know, the journaling or the stationary, yeah. whatever, but then it's like that can just... I mean, there's, it's endless. It's yeah. endless. So you um, had the BTS you, you, and then you're still selling it. So, um, I just, those are the last two outliers that I was like, I want to ask about these. You cracked me <laughs> up because, uh, um, it just is, uh, it's, it's, it, it works. Right. And, and I'm a journaler myself and I, I like, um, what you're bringing to the table. Um, so, you know, like, like we've already mentioned a little bit, it's been a roller coaster, but we're, um, close to potentially uh, trying to get everyone's business and yours is travel, right? You had to weather a pretty thick storm, like travel, whether it's in airstreams. Um, were you able to in, in, in get out there in, um, hold on, Mavis? How, how Mavis. is Mavis, you know, like, I mean, what what's Mavis's next adventure? So Mavis is primarily stationary. Okay. Um, so mainly because of just her her setup, her her plumbing and stuff is oh, is not okay. good for for boondocking and and kind of going off grid. But okay. we have an because we're like those people. We have another trailer that do. we've. <laughs> it's like a little tiny canned ham. It's oh, a very nice. small little retro thing right. um, that my husband and I have dubbed the Wiener Bago because okay. of our Wiener dogs. And yeah. so we usually take that on the road. Um, oh, okay, so you're still getting out there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, um, I've never felt bougier to have a trailer than I did during the pandemic because I felt so fortunate that we could right. safely go out and like mm-hmm. not, you know, worry about bothering anyone else or taking up any resources because we could just park anywhere and and, right. and enjoy the, the So yeah, so, so Mavis is kind of like I see on the Instagram, you got quite a setup there. So I mean, that's not really necessarily, you know, super mobile, but then you are able to get out and about because obviously that's a big part yeah. of your, your life. Yeah. Um, we that, will that, be taking Mavis to Palm Springs though and, and posting up for 
about four or five months. So. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, well, and yeah. also just find new inspiration. You go to Joshua Tree and, yep. you know, <laughs> just kind of desert out for a little while in the spring is the best time to be in the desert. Yeah. Uh, especially when it all blooms. Well, Angie, I have to say, as a longtime fan <laughs> um, of the stickers coming through the shop, even though I don't get to be in there anymore, I, um, you know, and I, I apparently I'm carrying one on this laptop. Um, I was like, I knew that that ended up somewhere. Um, you know, so you've been a big part of our lives here and, you know, to our, to the folks listening, you know, I, I appreciate that Angie's, you know, you've weathered this storm. You created some new stuff in the process. You know, you've, there, again, with, the way our culture has evolved in the last uh, few years, but specifically 2020 really changed so many things. Um, it's, it's nice to hear you thriving and being able to, um, you know, keep, keep, keep being creative too. Right. Yeah. I feel very fortunate. I, I wish I could say the same for a lot of my, my cohorts out there, but um, yeah, no, I, I probably had one of my best years considering I am a travel centric brand (laughs) in a time where we can't travel. Um, But I I feel very fortunate and um, having their excitement, like obviously fuels my fire. So it's been a, it's been a mutual kind of beneficial relationship. Fantastic. Um, Well, uh, as our longtime listeners know, um, this is stickers on the mic, and we say every sticker has a story. But these stickers are from Angie Chua, and they are our sticker sheets. There are <laughs> sticker packs. There are you know various peel-offs that go to different collections. Uh, there's the California. I mean, there is no end to the to the sticker options that you're you're bringing, and then of course all your other products that help people be creative. You know, and and and. Um, get inspired as well. So thank you for bringing that inspiration into those people's lives too. I think that's really. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm about actually like today to put a fat order in with you guys. So (laughs) (laughs) today's all stickers all day long. Oh, there you go. That's fantastic. Um, (laughs) Well, thank you everybody for listening. As always, it's my pleasure to be Andrew and to be able to share these stories like Angie's. Um, We'll see you next time. Uh, Happy new year to everybody out there in podcast land. Um, you know, be safe, be well, and uh, we'll be um, we'll be sharing Angie's story, and Angie will be seeing you. Uh, it sounds like again coming through the shops is pretty fantastic. Thank you for yes. joining us today. Well, thanks for making a killer product. So that wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic. 